You, you know, we have a lot of expressions in the English language. I don't even know what I'm saying. What are we talking about? Where'd that come from? Most all of us use them every day. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means. You know, we just say them as if they really made as sense. They really made sense. I mean, how silly is that? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What the f is he talking about? All righty then, trademark. Ain't nobody come come at my neck, man. I ain't watched Ace Ventura in forever, but I love Jim Carrey and what he stands for. What's good, y'all? You know what it is, and you know who it is. It's a me, Mario, and welcome to Appraise the Phrase, Origins of Everyday Expressions, where we're here to do three things. Unveil the origin, confirm the meaning, and assess the value of common everyday phrases. Let me fix myself up. Can't see my buttons. That's the look I'm going for. I don't want no comments from the crowd. But let me welcome my co-host, who we are kindred spirits. We are aligned. Somehow we didn't talk about this. My man 20 in the building. What's up, 20? How you feeling with your collared shirt? Well, you know what? If if you ever need me to, uh, I won't be, I won't, I won't take the stand. But if you need a statement from me, I am willing. I appreciate it, man. Statements are always welcome. There you go. No, nah, no, nah, man. I'm just chilling, man. I'm Gucci, man. Today I, I had a uh, couple meetings I had to go to, so I had to look presentable. Oh, professionalism is fucking. It's not real, man. It's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. Because as soon as I walked out, like as soon as I walked out. I seen somebody come in with a, a wife blesser, which is, uh, <laughs> I was just like, man, see. See? And he probably doing good. Or was getting yeah, the same no, penalty no. as you, probably. He probably definitely is, bro. Definitely is. Yeah. No no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. And you look great to me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Regardless of the quality of the video. All right, y'all. Let's get into the show for today. I'm very happy. As usual, to have our guest donning the expression appraisal table, we saw, well, you didn't see yet, but there was a cat that flashed across the screen. Okay. Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, if you, for you to not know what that was, Tony, you handled that well, brother. You handled that very well. But let me introduce somebody who I've rocked with for years now. I mean, time is flying by and time is just a concept of, of its own because I'm not realizing how many years have gone by knowing this person do what they do so well. So welcome to, uh, to Appraise the Phrase, a master trainer and just all around good person, good friend of mine, Kaylin Harris, to the expression appraisal table. What's good, Kaylin? How you feel? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, I feel yes, like yes. I, I missed the memo on the, the collared shirt, so. Yeah, it was like telepathic and or... <laughs> You know, read the show notes, Caitlin. No, I sent I sent them to you late one. You sent two. them to me two yeah, two minutes after we started. Literally. <laughs> Twenty doesn't even have them. Yeah, I was gonna say show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kayla, tell us more though. Tell us more real quick about uh your journey to uh master trainer level and what you what you got going on. Um, so yeah, I've been training, uh doing one on one personal training for Oh gosh, coming up on eight years now. Yeah. Um, so it's been quite a while. I'm out here in San Diego, um, kind of worked my way up, working at a really amazing gym. Um, I've been there for 
about a year now. So was finally able to gain the title of master trainer. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm continuing to keep working my way upwards. So figuring out what the next step is as far as training. Um, I just love helping people. Um, so figuring out how I can continue to keep doing that. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. 20, your thing did that thing again. You want to go and come bro, back? I don't know what's going on, dude. Did you restart it last time? I definitely did, bro. Oh, okay. It says something about the resolution, but I don't know how to change it. Me neither. Just close and come back and we'll keep it going. No pressure. Because I'm going to just talk to Kayla. <laughs> did you go away? You probably did. You probably did. So, yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to shout out? Do you want to shout out the, uh, the, the place you train? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. So um, I train at a gym called Fit Athletic, mm -hmm. um, one of the top gyms here in San Diego, uh, if not the top gym. Um, I work at, I think, the best location. I'm right on the boardwalk overlooking the ocean in Mission Beach. Really doesn't get much better than that. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Fit. <laughs> no, no lie. Every time I see the, like, the videos you post and the ambiance and I'm like, yo, one, I would definitely be motivated to train there. And two, I would never get any training done. Cause I'd be wanting, I would want to chill. Oh yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, amazing. it's amazing. It's, it's, it's tough, tough for sure. For sure. Um, but it's, it's just a really amazing environment. Like my coworkers are great. My managers are amazing. The clients, the client, the members, um, just an overall really great spot to be. So so, very happy with it. Work. Excited to be Excited. a part of the team. Work, work, work. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Throw it up. Throw it up, throw it up. Bad. All right, man. So now we're going to get into the phrase. And today's phrase, I thought like at first I'm like, it's kind of lighthearted. Kind of lighthearted. I wanted it to be a little more light. Because a couple episodes ago we did Hell in the Handbasket and everybody's like, hell. So we want to lighten it up. So today I'm like, um, and I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, and I'm like, I can't think of a phrase that I'm connecting with. And I'm like, there's a phrase for that. <laughs> and so today we're going to discuss drawing a blank, drawing a blank. Because when I first thought about it, I went like this. And so, of course, like drawing a blank and I don't really like I literally, literally. I tried. I'm like, mm. so I thought like, why not explore this with uh, Kaylin, who at first, like, can I promise you, I was going for a cat phrase. I was going hard for a cat phrase. Like, what is a cat phrase I can find? But yeah, it just didn't. There's, there's got to be a lot out there. There, I'm drawing a blank on. Ah, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> You're pretty good. Well, is wouldn't wouldn't cat got your tongue be one? Ooh, that's a good one. Cat got your tongue. Cat got your tongue. I thought about that actually didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's I mean I feel like there's gotta be so many out there. Actually for cats, it's funny because I make horrible cat jokes all the time. Mm -hmm. Um so the fact that I can't even think of a phrase is is actually pretty crazy. Um but as far as drawing a blank, I do that I think on a is that oh okay so let's multiple let's, times let's hop a day, yeah basis. let's hop right in tell me more tell me more about your connection to drawing a blank twenty go ahead and do what you got to do but uh yeah Kaylin 
Tell me more about drawing a blank or your connection to drawing a blank. Um, so I, I, my brain is just constantly going, you know, I have all these things that I'm trying to figure out and put into place and remember, um, to the point where sometimes I just, my brain is working too fast or or actually if I'm having a conversation, my brain is working faster than my mouth is able to move. Mm. So I will get to a point in the conversation and just be like, oh shoot, my brain's way out there. (laughs) I'm not actually there yet. Um, no idea what I was going to say. Generally it comes back to me, which is pretty good. Um, sometimes it takes a minute to just sit there in silence, like how backtrack, you know, figure out where I was, um, come back with it. And then usually I can find it again. You, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing where I'm like, okay, am I, am I, if I have to place drawing a blank in a, in a, in a, on the spectrum of good and bad, like. It's not really bad if you can just get back to it. Like if it's not pertinent for you to have that to not draw the blank <laughs> or to get back to what you were getting to, then as long as that happens, like whatever. You know what I mean? If it's not time bound, then whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Exactly. So do you do you label it good or bad? Like how do you feel about where you sit with it? Um, I don't think it's good or bad. Um, I I think there are situations mm-hmm. that can make it good or bad um you know if some i've seen people intentionally draw blank mm. right um, <laughs> that's sliding. <laughs> yes that that i would say is bad um <laughs> but in general you know as, as long as you can pick back up and even if you can't it's just it's you know human behavior it's human psychology it happens um yeah. so gotcha. that's the worst thing that can happen I'm with that. I'm with that. I just want to see. I just want to see if should I should I be in a place. All right, twenty. What's your connection to drawing a blank? No, nah, man. I mean, whenever whenever somebody say you're drawing a blank, that means either you're confused or you don't know what to say, or is it like you you know what you want to say, but you don't know how to say it. Mm, I like that one. So maybe like sometimes that it's in the sense of like drawing a blank as opposed to, yeah, I have the answer, but I just don't know how to communicate the answer. Hmm. All right, all right, let me follow up on that really quick, really quick, really quick, before we get into the definition, which is important, right? Um, it's like, for drawing a blank when you have it but don't have it, as opposed to never having it at all, it takes me back to whether it's good or bad. Like, you can't get back to it if you don't have it, right? Like, you can't get, can't not draw the blank, Um so if you never have the communication to begin with, are we, is that drawing a blank? Like, do you have to have it at first and lose it? Now that I think about it, where you at with that? Um, if, if you don't mind me, I'll just, yeah. so I can get back into the conversation. Yes. Uh, um, I feel like, I think that's the only way you can draw a blank is, you know, having the information, but not being able to communicate. Got it. Because okay. I feel like that's just not knowing. You get what I mean? Like if it, if you don't know the answer, then you don't know. It's not like you're drawing a blank. I'd be feeling like people be saying, draw, "I'm drawing a blank." Sorry to interrupt you. When they don't know it all, that's what I'm asking. Oh, they don't like, but but that's that's ego and pride. You know what I'm saying? Like when people be like, "Oh, I'm drawing a blank." Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, yeah, no, nigga, you don't know his name. <laughs> exactly. What's his What's his name? What's her name? What's their name? That's exactly the scenario, like or the street or the whatever. Like you don't have the answer, dog. You don't have the answer. 
All right. Let's get into this definition real quick because Webster's, again, I'm going to keep calling them out. They hold it down in ways, but they also, and it's the current day, they also find a way of like, what? You know, like a, oversimplification. Let's see if um, they do that with drawing a blank. So Webster's defines drawing a blank as to fail to find or remember something. So to fail to find something or to fail to remember something. Now, as we were talking about that, let's go. Let's go. Well, now that we know the definition, Kaylin, does that resonate? Does that stick <laughs> to fail to find or remember something? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree that in order to draw a blank, you have to have already had the information. So to fail to find it in your memory bank or remember it um, kind of falls in line with that. You can't, if you don't know it, you just don't know it. It's not drawing a blank if you don't already have that information. Bet. All right, 20, to fail to find or remember something that you, does that, does that lean more towards where you're at with it too? Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely, definitely the remembrance part. You know what I mean? Like I said, uh, it was a situation where you know the answer, but you just can't communicate it. Or like I said, you can't remember it. So I think, I think definitely that's, that's kind of dead on from what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I think I think where both of y'all are taking it, especially you twenty, is like, all right, current day definition aligns with um how people are using it or how y'all how y'all are using it. All right. Without further ado do, let's get into the origin of this thing. First round of origin of drawing a blank so it comes from what do you know england um elizabeth the first so the first elizabeth (laughs) the first queen elizabeth in tudor england um like many of the monarchs in the european countries at that time they didn't have no money so even though she was a queen she had no monies and so what other nations were doing was they started the lotto to make money. <laughs> yeah, that's what the lotto's for, dog. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, old buddy. I know somebody just just hit it. I know somebody just banged that thing out, but they made they made more, they always make more than they give it, right? So that's what happened. So to the money raised uh was intended to go towards like the reparation of the haven havens and the the to strengthen the realm uh and towards further public works like yeah to help us out sure 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 so she signed the law and the license granting the lottery to be started in 1567 okay so at that time lotteries were this is the process you put in a ticket with the participant's name on it and you put it in the lot pot you know similar to how we're doing it now you know what i'm saying kind of similar because now we just be buying them so you put in a lot pot and then an equal number of notes like the the papers, and then um, prizes were written on them for as many people as there were, and some were blank. And then they went to another, those ones went to another pot. So pairs of tickets were drawn, so you, doop, like the old time we used to see, you know what I'm saying, we seen the Hey Arnold, all of, you know what I'm saying, where you ain't got no real, real lottery system. Take out two tickets at the same time, the name and your reward, and then you get drawing a blank. Like my name drew nothing, drew a blank, right? 
So actually, the first definition of drawing a blank came from failing. Like, so it first meant to draw a blank just meant to fail. <laughs> Did y'all, <laughs> how do y'all feel about that? I'll start with you, 20. How do you feel about the fact that actually the first, thanks to the lotto, the first drawing a blank comes, actually means you failed, you lost. I mean, I think that's a little more excessive than actually like not realizing or not knowing what you're trying to, you know, communicate um, when it comes to, you know, drawing from the lotto. Of course, that's like the most common. Uh, that's the most con- common instance where you hear somebody's drawing something like mm-hmm. as actually like picking something or, you know, not actually, you know, pick t- pick, like drawing, but mm-hmm. actually like taking something. So it's a situation where, yeah, I can see how that kind of makes it a little more relevant, but as opposed to the definition, I feel like they have nothing in common. They have nothing in common. Yeah. Kaylin, where you at? <laughs> Drawing a blank. You lost. Um, so it actually makes sense. I think it makes it in the way you just explained it with the lottery. Um, you know, they have, we have the phrase, shooting blanks when it comes to using a, a gun, a, a bullet that is a blank bullet, it's nothing. It's you either get a bang or you don't. And it's the same thing with the lottery. You either win or you don't. Um, so that makes sense. I am confused as to how we got to <laughs> where it is now. Right. I went from like, it means you didn't win anything to like, you just failed to remember something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's go on that journey for me because I also am interested in to know. Because again, like I said, a lot like you said, Kaylin, it makes sense a lot. Real quick before we move on, do y'all like that better? Like, would you, if saying drawing a blank, again, try your best to suppress what you, how you use it now. Would you be like, man, drew, <laughs> drew a blank there? Or like, was willing to talk shit using draw a blank for someone that lost? I. I kind of like that, actually. It's like, oh, man, you drew a blank there, huh? Ah, <laughs> yo, I'm actually going to, like, investigate this and see if it hits. Because my thing is, like, when you're talking shit, it has to hit. As much as, you know what I'm saying, you say it, it has to hit. So, so 20, would you use yeah. it as, um like, a, a way to let somebody know they, they ain't win? No, I think, uh, honestly, I, I, I will continue to use it as you don't know what you're talking about or... You you know what I mean? you know what I mean like I feel like that's the most common way to describe drawing a blank now if it's a situation of if we're in that position yeah then of course that makes sense because it's the literal thing that's you know, the but, li- yeah um, the literal point of it I'm gonna the, bring the it the literal facet of it is you drawing you're drawing a blank like you have nothing in front of you you got nothing not that you may have not lost but you know what I mean like you have nothing in front of you you have nothing to offer so. I'm going to tell someone that when they don't have nothing to offer that they're drawing a blank. I'm doing that. Yeah. But then again, when you say that to that person, they're going to think that, no, I know exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) That's true. Now you're confused and you lost or offer nothing. Pretty much. No, we getting somewhere. Pretty much. We getting somewhere. Are we? (laughs) Are we? (laughs) I'm drawing a blanket. It feels like we're drawing blanks. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. 
Feels like a blank is being drawn here somewhere, Mario. <laughs> All right, and excuse me for no one bringing up the fact that, so I will own it, that like, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, like, it took me to read this to not, like, go drawing a blank. Like, crafting, painting, yeah, rotting out a blank. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Is yeah. is that even possible? <laughs> That's where I was stuck. Like, where do I start? How do I know? I've, how do I know I, I started or finished? But if you put something down, is that a you blank? Can... This is why. So yeah. So moving on to part. Are two. you drawing a blank right now, Mario? What's going on? Is it my computer lagging, or are you really actually? <laughs> So moving, What's going on right so now? Moving past uh, me actually thinking it was putting pencil or pen to paper, Sir William Moore, when he found out there was time to spare from numerous other posts, so he was like a sir. So again, these people that are higher up in power, they needed something to do. You know what I mean? Like they needed something to do. So Sir William Moore um, wanted to write a little bit. So he started writing things out. So Her Majesty's Deputy Master of the Swans, he wrote, um, he was the treasurer of the lottery in Surrey. So once he became bored, he started writing, and he was writing under the title of the Treasury of the Lotto. I'm assuming Surrey or Surrey is the town, the smaller town maybe? So he started writing the Loseley Manuscripts in their unique archive of the, the Moore Manalu family. So William Moore and some Ma- Malano family who he either got together with um, to maintain prominence or blah, 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 blah. So they for centuries lived in a beautiful Tudor manor house in Lowesley Park and the manuscripts contain records of life in Tudor um, in Stuart, England. And Moore's description of the lottery was a very rich lottery without any blanks. Okay, and the reason why he called it a very rich lottery. Now, remember, he's not he's a prominent person. He's a sir. So he's on the other side of the benefit of being in the lottery. He's not on the side of trying to get dubs. He's on the side of, yes, pay for the lottery. Right. So it was a rich one for him. And it was because the tickets cost 10 shillings each and laborers were paid about a shilling a day. So it it took 10 days work to just get pay for a lotto ticket. Now, 10 days of work and a lotto ticket will get these niggas a silver plate <laughs> or some tapestry, which is like ribbons and shit for your home, your medieval fucking English Tudor mansion or whatever the fuck you lived in. So you're paying the government or, you know, the the oligarchy, I guess, whatever. 10 days work for a silver plate. And so this man. So this thing really has something to do about the lotto, or is it like, like, because I'm like, I'm like, 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 I, I never, I, even though I understand the connection, I've never connected these two. Meaning, like, I've never connected this thing to the lotto at all, at all. I, I mean, like, I don't even think about the lotto when I say it. Not even close. Not even close. Now, but it is. It's lotto bread to the point where, like, it sticks. It stays. It still means you lost at this time. So we're in the 16th century, mm-hmm. going into the 17th century. It still means you lost. It it dropped in the late 16th century, and it's lotto based. And this lotto that started drawing a blank was one of the shistiest lottos of all times, is what I'm willing to say, because they had niggas work giving them 10 days worth of work 
and getting that silver plate. So my question to y'all, I'm gonna start with Kayla. So my question to y'all is, do you play the lotto currently? <laughs> I don't actually. Um, I considered picking numbers, I think, for like the was it the mega millions that just got drawn mm-hmm. like a couple weeks or last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't play. Uh the last time I did a scratch off, I was very, very young. My my grandparents used to like to play, so they used to buy me scratch offs, but I've never been a lottery person. When you when you got them scratch offs, was you drawing blanks? Oh, that's uh, it was some. I would win two dollars, you know. Oh, that ain't when no you're money. eight years old, two dollars is is a lot of money. Oh, that's big money. That's big money. Exactly. I'm surprised you didn't come back for it. I'm surprised <laughs> I you didn't come back for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the most I've ever won was like ten bucks. That's not bad. Never more than that. No. That's not bad yeah. at all. Number twenty. You a lotto player? Um, yeah, you know what, the only reason because like, like you said, I kind of got introduced it, introduced to it from my grandmother. And it kind of like was our kind of like bonding moment because she would send me out to go get the get the tickets or whatever. And I play these numbers. And when I got older, we would still do that the same thing. So it was like one of our things that we kind of like did together. And at first, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't believe that you could win. I, I still probably like the belief of winning uh, is very little for me. Mm-hmm. I just do it just because of the pastime. That's real. That's real. That's real. Well, I'm glad that it has some nostalgia for you, but it's actually making Florida richer. So you're doing your part and you're getting something out of it. You are not drawing a blank because every time you play the lotto, you get you get a reward. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's get to the next part of the origin. So, although uh, the first time someone drew a blank, right, was in the 16th century, like we just talked about with, um, you know, Elizabeth the first lotto implementation, the phrase wasn't actually written down and recorded in print until the 19th century in uh, Washington Irving's Tales of a Traveler. And I was in 1824. And uh, the plot of that involves a character being given credit for something he hadn't done. And um, Mr. Irving said, it's like being congratulated on the high prize when one has drawn a blank. So, again, it's connected to like the lotto thing It's connected to the winning and losing still. Um, again, Mr. Irving in this tales of, of a traveler said it's like being congratulated on the high prize of so the billions when you literally didn't win nothing. So that's the first time it was printed. Now, Tales of a Traveler um, is a two-volume collection of essays and short stories that Mr. Washington Irving wrote while he was living in Europe, but primarily in Germany and Paris. So again, all these other nations were starting, obviously were doing lottos before because that was uh, Elizabeth I implemented what rival nations were doing, and it spread across Europe into Germany in France. Now, um, the tales of a traveler is composed of four parts. Listen closely. Part one, strange stories by a nervous gentleman. Part two, Buckhorn and his friends. Part three, the Italian bandit. And part four, the money diggers. Now, before we move on from the fact that it's still being used to win or lose and it's still very much attached to the lottery. Sorry. uh, Oh, what happened? I don't know what happened. (laughs) 
say really big bug. <laughs> so we have these things called June bugs. I'm not joking. Oh my god, thank God. It's they're they're like this big. That is a term and of endearment for most. No, it's like this is. Great. I want to like show you guys because it's on my window. <laughs> Master trainer, y'all. Master. <laughs> Sorry, I just. I hate bugs, so I'm gonna show you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let us is. see. Let us see. Oh my! Oh, that's the cat. You see it? <laughs> you're right muted. You're muted, Chris. No, I can't see. Oh, now I see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flick it. Where'd it? Where'd it go? Well, the cat's trying to get to it, but she's just putting holes in the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> You, they're okay. It's gone. They're called June bugs. They mm -hmm. come around for two months out of the year. Yep. Um, and they're just they're so big and they're, they're very loud. I have a phobia. What what what, what is it? They make like the cicada sound. Yes, yes, oh, yeah, yes. They sound like too. cicadas. I would hate that too. Um, but like my cats are are like going crazy, so they're they keep putting holes in the screens. And I'm afraid they're going to put a big enough hole that one's going to come through. Come through. Yeah, yeah. That's a little catch-22 for you. I still just have, like, this huge phobia of bugs. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's that. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Back to the... No, Back well, to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, part one, strangers, Strange Stories by a Nervous Gentleman. Part two, Buckhorn and his friends. Part three, the Italian bandit. And part four, the money diggers. Now, if you had to choose, gun to your head or whatever will make you do a thing. <laughs> which part you gonna read out of uh out of the Tales of a Traveler? Which parts which part's the most appealing? I would probably read Strange Stories by a nervous man. Wow. Um because I like weird stuff and strange stories <laughs> and uh <laughs> And so I'd be curious, sorry, especially <laughs> coming from uh, somebody who's nervous. As I, I ha I'm a nervous person. I'm an anxious person, as well. So I always find it um, enlightening to hear other people's anxieties and nervousness, um, uh, just because it's it, it's like something I can relate to, or I'm just curious about. Um, so that's probably the one that I would choose. Ah. For no particular reason other than just want to hear what your strange stories are. Yeah, especially somebody that's like, I, I'm with that. I'm with that. 20, what would be um, what would be out of the four parts? What would you rocking with? You need me to repeat? Please. All right. Strange Story by a Nervous Gentleman, which already has a vote. Okay. Buckhorn okay. and His Friends, The okay. Italian Bandit, and The Money Diggers. Money Diggers. I knew you was going to go for the bread. I knew it. Because I want to know in what way. I would like to know in what way. Those are the two I would pick, by the way. Um, they're actually tied in no particular order. Maybe if I had I'm to. I'm just name. judging a book by its cover and that name just sticks out to me. I'll be honest with you. Because you kind of should. Because you, you kind of should. You always do. You always you do always anyways. Do. Anyway. <laughs> you always judge a book. No, that hasn't made it on the season two yet. That'll probably be a season three phrase. But that's one that... Mario will have an opinion on. I will have an opinion on that because it's, it, don't, yeah, I won't even. I won't even. That's something I That's don't draw funny. a blank on. Okay. Right. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So soon that after true. that, so soon after 
1824, It Hit in Print, Tales of a Traveler, Strange Stories by a Nervous Gentleman, Money Diggers, and all that. Then it started to get more prominence, um, and it was written again by somebody that, you know what I'm saying, gets, gets the needle moving, gets the needle moving real strong. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And this man's name, he had a long name, but it's Roland Isles Edgerton Waberton. And super English, super English name. Wait, what was the name? I'll again? say it again. I'll say it again because it'll be on the test. It'll be on the test. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Roland Isles Edgerton Waberton. Okay. And uh, he said it in um, a poem called Hunting Songs that he wrote in 1832. And he said, the man whose heart heaves a sigh when his gorse is drawn blank. Yeah. Now, it was, it was this because he was big in hunting circles, so he, and he was a prominent man. And so he wrote a poem called Hunting Songs. And he, the, the, the line says, the man whose heart heaves a sigh when his gorse is drawn blank. So this is the first phrase where it starts to pivot from the lotto and losing to be or failing to being like something's not there or can't find it. Let me connect that. Do y'all know what a gorse is? This is not a this is not a typo for horse. Yeah, me neither. No. I immediately saw gorse and I said, this is a typo. But it wasn't. It wasn't a typo. So um a gorse is a type of flower, and there's a bunch of different species of gorse. And between the different species of gorse, um, gorse are almost always in bloom, always in flower, all the time. To the point where there's another phrase, old country saying, that will never appraise because it's not even relevant. When a gorse is out of blossom, kissing's out of fashion. Basically saying that because gorses are always in blossom, that kissing never goes out of fashion. You can always, always down for a good kiss, right? All right. Do y'all do y'all resonate with the with the saying of the gorse? The kiss apart, yes. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kayla. You look like you was reminiscent right now. I don't know to do that. that smile is ear to ear, so I figured I'll answer for the both of us and say Thank the kiss apart, yes. There you go. I agree with what he said. Oh, okay. Not y'all not y'all not gorse flower fans. No. I have never even heard of such a thing until this very moment. Google Gorse, not now. Because okay. they, and, and, and once you Google Gorse, you will go outside and you will not be able to differentiate what the fuck a Gorse flower is. It looks like a, every flower. I, but every flower looks so different. Yes. What I mean is that like, it doesn't stand out. Like it's, it's, I think it's like, saying male or something you know how like like how would i know this is a gorse how would i it has a bunch of different types of gorse to the, the point same where like, way the same way you know a cat is a cat and a dog yes a dog. that's it like you don't know what so like i guess that's a, like you go outside and you're like i guess that's a gorse because they all are flowers <laughs> gorse are all, they they can is live it, in, is it a specific type of flower so what I read is that they can they can they have thorns, so they're a thorny flower at times okay. in the drier climates. The ones that are in the not so dry climates can or cannot have thorns. I'm looking it up. 
you're doing it. Go for it. It was compared to another flower. Um, I didn't write it down. I mean, yeah, it's just a yellow flower. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's it's. It looks like a yellow leaf, actually. Yeah, it's like it's very leafish. It's very leafish. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. Gorse. Gorse. Gorse flowers. Yeah. All right. Learn something new today. Yeah. Anyways. I learned a couple, a couple new things, though. <laughs> but they smell like coconut to, to many. So I guess oh. that's how you can tell. That's how you can tell. Nice. Yeah. But the important thing about this is that Mr. Roland Isles Edgerton Waberton in the hunting circles, the reason why it, the shift from Lotto to missing something like again because if the gorse is drawn blank if the gorse is missing then it's a deep heavy sigh because they're always in bloom um is because he was rich 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 like this man was rich in england he was very prominent he was a landowner turned poet and hunter he was so rich that like he spent most before he turned into a poet and hunter he just like rehabilitated lands and he comes from a family that had owned land. Like his, he was a landowner first and then a poet second. And he was such a quote unquote good poet because he only usually talked about hunting in the countryside and they were lighthearted. And so they were popular because of like, they made people feel good. And Lord Halifax even referred to him as the perfect combination of a good churchman, a good landlord, a keen sportsman and a man of literary taste. Like people rocked with Roland Isles, Edgerton, Waberton. Like people rock with this man. So when he switched up the meaning of drawing a blank, people ran with it. People ran with it, especially in the hunting world. So then late in the 19th century, it became used as a general figurative sense to mean to be unsuccessful or to not find something that you're looking for. And then people turned it into like not having a memory of it. But, you know, that's actually the same. The, the definition that he changed it to is still at its root the same. It's you're, you're not finding something you're looking for in a lottery ticket. You're looking for a winning ticket and you're coming up blank. Mm. You know, mm. there's the connection. Just a little. Yeah, twenty. Where you at with that? You rock. You rocking with that connection? Or was that a stretch? Oh, now that now that she opened up, like the little passageway. Yeah, I think I, I can get to the connection like that. You know what I mean? Like that. I think that kind of pays more to the connection than just saying, "Hey, you drawing a blank because of the lotto." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that last part that you actually put in, um, Mario. Um, kind of causes was what she said so it's kind of helping me out a lot yeah yeah that drew it because even then when i did the research i'm like all right what made you switch it bro what made you switch it roland what i mean obviously right. one thing i do want to mention like when you're in a good place in society like you can think of things in a crazy way like however you want to really i mean like you got you got the space to think freely i think conversely um, and semi-ironically is that when you're in extreme poverty, you also get creative and name things, whatever the fuck you want to name them, because who cares, right? So, like, that's kind of the opposite end of, like, where create, creativity exactly. can be. Like, either you're in, in poverty or you're, like, very rich. You have the space. You're either forced to have the space in poverty or you have so much freedom that you're like, I can think outside the box. My Maslow's hierarchy of needs are so met. Um, but, yeah. 
So that's where we get today. Thank you, Roland Isles. Thank you, Elizabeth the First. Because drawing a blank to me still, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I actually like, I like the journey we just went on. I like the journey we just went on. So let's go ahead and appraise this phrase. It is a three-category uh, grading process, Kaylin, where we go speed grade, power grade, and then guest preference. The speed grade is how it, eloquent is it does it flow off the tongue is it easy to say then we got the speed grade which um is it like powerful does it have impact when it's heard or said and then your preference so that's all those things combined your personal feeling for it. now that you know the origin the meaning how do you just genuinely want to rate it so i will do the speed 20 will take care of the power and then you'll take care of the guest preference so for me speed on um drawing a blank i think it's very smooth, although there's a lot of syllables. Like, I think the blank being one syllable at the end, if I'm really analyzing it, like, makes me feel good. It, like, feels like it just ends it very well. They're cool little words. They're not really, like, offensive words that I, like, feel yucky to say. So I'm actually going to give this a B plus. Drawing a blank, B plus. Yeah, not bad. All right, 20 power. You know what? Honestly, I, okay. I'm trying not to grade it off of the fact of the first half of the show. <laughs> the phrase and the popularity had nothing to do with each other. So um, drawing a blank. I think it's, I think it is a very popular saying. I think that it is a very, uh, common saying mm-hmm. I think it's used a lot throughout the world so I'm going to give it an A in power mm-hmm. only because I feel like like I said when it comes to if you say it someone might say it to you and even if they say it to you or you say it to yourself it still means the same thing because it's been a lot of meaning yeah, been on kind of the, the meaning yeah. of it changes and in the, in the, in the energy of it changes as opposed to somebody saying it to you or you saying it to yourself and i think this is probably one of the ones that it doesn't change regardless of if you're saying it to yourself or somebody saying it to you i like that so what is it an a you say i think that's powerful too as well so i'll give it an a mm-hmm. yes sir yes sir that's a that's hard, and I gotta. Hey, man, I'm gonna stand up for that. I'm gonna stand up for drawing a blank because this is one of the few ones that feels good if you're saying it to you or if someone. Because some, yeah, that polarizing shit of like, you can't say that to me <laughs> it has been in, in in a lot of phrases, man. So I like that. All right, Kaylin, guest preference. Where you at with it? I am gonna fall right in the middle and give it an A minus. For, for a number of reasons. I, I think it is, it's it's such a universal phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, who is it? Roland. Roland bringing, um, making the connection that he did or, or changing it up um, is what kind of turned my, turned my head to it a little bit versus Queen Elizabeth's definition was, eh, you know, uh, that's where the minus comes from. But um, I think, <laughs> Overall, like, I just think it's a really great phrase. It's universal. Um, I appreciate the connection between the lotto and, and falling short or, or not reaching or finding whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, A minus. A minus it is. All right, all right, all right, all right. Kaylin, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, before we get out of here, for those that are travelers and or in the San Diego area, how can we, they, connect with you if they want some of what you do best? Talk to the people. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my first name, Kaylin Brittany. Um, you can come to the gym. You can come to the Fit Gym in Mission Beach. Um, I'm there six days a week, so you're likely to run into me. If you just want to come check it out, let me know. If you just want to come say hi, let me know. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram would probably be the easiest way to contact me. Um, I said first, first and middle name, Kaylin Brittany. Um, and then, yeah, right. come we'll have hi. that in the show notes, y'all. We'll make sure you can connect. Uh, is there any, like, if, 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 there, if a link is provided, can they specifically request you? that possible absolutely okay yeah, yeah so i'll make sure, sure that's in the show notes too y'all so if you want direct access and you're in the california area or you're traveling busy coming through you still got to get your workout in yeah certified certified from my end obviously i don't need to certify her she does her own thing but certified the, <laughs> one of the best okay word word word, word word yeah 20 last but not least you know we have to get into yes. the dictionary of misinformation all right, Kaylin, this is uh, one of the best parts of the show. What we do here is we ask our guests to give us a letter, one you know, um, one through 26 that we have, okay, alphabetically. We don't have to go in order. You can just say whichever letter comes to mind. If you don't say a letter, we're definitely going to pick one for you. Uh, we already had the petty betties go, and they already <laughs> used up all the exits. So... Uh, <laughs> If you could give us a letter so Mario could go ahead and look in the dictionary of misinformation, we're going to go ahead and give you some information that you may have been misinformed about. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Oh. Oh. This is this our first O20? Are you saying O because oh. you're drawing a blank or are you saying <laughs> oh, oh, God? <laughs> oh, uh, a little bit of both. Ooh, a little bit of both. <laughs> All right, let's see what O talking about. Let's see. I think, oh, this is not our first O, um, but. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I like this one. This is going to be one because it, it's debunking a misinformation for me. So, oh, we're going to go with, oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Okay. So one mm-hmm. of the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the most perdurable and exasperating misconceptions, at least for those who know Shakespeare, is in the scene often repeated. It is, let us say, the annual amateur hour when people say it this way. So out onto the stage, props a character, blah, 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 blah. And the person says, Romeo, Romeo, oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore, wherefore art thou Romeo? Wherefore did not mean where in Shakespeare's day and does not mean where now. It means why. Nor do the lines from Ro- Romeo and Juliet make sense if it's if it means where. So the lines in question are, "O oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or if thou will not, but be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet." So if you say it in that way, it's like Romeo, Romeo, why are you Romeo? Like why are? And um, I kind of like that. Like yeah, refuse thy name. Then and, and if you won't, then she'll know. Yeah, yeah, like she wasn't mm. looking for him. 
She wasn't looking for Rome. She was talking to him right there. That like she wasn't looking for him. It's like, why? Why you got to be? Why you got to be this? Why can't we? Like, we're rivals. We're rivals. So, yeah. Where, oh, Romeo, Romeo, where for out that Romeo? It's not where that Juliet was looking for Romeo. Is she questioned why she was in love with um, this guy in, 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 in the family rivalry. So that's it. Well, thanks. <laughs> thank you all. Kaylin, again, thank go. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. One more round of applause from the crowd. And 20, thank you as well. Even with the technical difficulties, you held it down. Yo, I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna figure out what's going on with this. I'm gonna figure out what's going on with the uh, with the video, man. I yeah, they like need this. your face, man. The ratings might be down without your face, man. On on, on the yeah. second half of the episode, the, the ratings might be down, man. Who knows? We're gonna see. We're gonna test the market and see. Now, if if this one skyrockets, my brother, my brother, you may. <laughs> <laughs> you may just have to take the L But no, I appreciate you as always You can find us on Google Podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts YouTube for the visuals Like, subscribe, share We're brought to you by the Underdog Podcast Network Go train, move your body Health is wealth and all those things I may do health is wealth as a phrase We could have did that if we, I really wanted to Hammer in that you're a trainer But um, I drew a blank last night yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But also remember, remember, remember that value is in the eye of the appraiser. We will check y'all next week. <laughs>